Hello, everybody. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and More. Tonight, I heard a most amazing story from my friend, someone I admire very much, Rabbi Yehuda Levin, the Rebbe Shliach to Kensington, Brooklyn. And he told me as follows. There was once a Shliach in Buffalo, New York, and he had a shul in which pretty much all of the people who came to the shul were beginners in Yiddishkeit. They didn't know very much. They didn't understand too much about Torah and mitzvahs. And uh, so they came to the shul. And the shliach was wondering, is it really the right thing to give an aliyah to somebody who drove to shul that day? We know that the Torah does not allow us to drive on Shabbos. And here he had a show made up, <clears throat> excuse me, of almost all people who did not really understand about keeping Shabbos. Therefore, they drove to Shul on Shabbos. And he was wondering, is it really right to call up for an aliyah to the Torah, to uh, say a blessing at the Torah uh, on the section which is being read, if that person just drove to shul. <clears throat> Is that really the right thing to do? <clears throat> and so, he called Rabbi Kharakov. Rabbi Kharakov is an assistant to the Rebbe, was an assistant to the Rebbe, and handled many of the questions that people had for the Rebbe. And often, Rabbi Kharakov could answer the questions himself, based on things that he had heard from the Rebbe, on one or maybe many occasions. But this particular question, he said, I will call you back in an hour. Which the shliach understood that Rabbi Kharakov was going to go in to ask the Rebbe exactly this question. And so, an hour later, Rabbi Kharakov called him back, or perhaps the shliach had to call him, I don't remember. And Rabbi Kharakov said, this is the answer to your question. You asked whether it's appropriate to give an aliyah to somebody who just drove to Shul on Shabbos, and now the question is, should you call him up to the Torah, which the Torah tells us to keep Shabbos, which of course means not to drive, and therefore it appeared to you that perhaps it's wrong to call that person up and give them an aliyah on Shabbos when they just broke Shabbos by driving. And it seems that although these are not at all the exact words of the Rebbe, because this story has been told over from one person to another, but this is the main point that the Rebbe said. The Rebbe said, Ko Yisrael Every single Jew, the Gemara tells us, we have to look at them assuming that they're kosher. That is, when you look at a Jewish person, no matter what anything else may appear to tell you about this Jewish person, you are required, according to halacha, to view that person, the cheses kashus, which means under the assumption that that person keeps tight in mitzvahs. So therefore, even though it seems to you, well, the person drove, but 
doesn't matter because you have to assume that this person is a kosher Jew. Now, you might ask yourself, how can I think that person is a kosher Jew? After all, he just came in for the parking lot where he had driven his car. The answer is, and the Rebbe explained the second part of the answer, Shema Hirur Tshuva. Hirur Machshavas Tshuva. Because maybe this person had a thought of Tshuva. And this is part of a halacha that the Gemara discusses, that if a person is Mekadosh and Isha, that is, he um, is uh, declaring that he is going to marry a certain woman, he's uh, sanctifying her as his wife, and he says, I am sanctifying you as my wife on condition that I am a complete tzaddik. And in this particular person is known as a complete Russia. That is, he's saying, you should be my wife on condition that I am a completely righteous person. And everybody in town knows that this person is a completely evil person, meaning that they do all sorts of sins. So is that a proper uh, kedushin? Is that woman now considered married? After all, the person said, I'm marrying you on condition that I am completely righteous. And everybody in town knows that this person is completely the opposite of righteous. That the person does many sins. Nevertheless, the Gemara says that the woman is, in fact, considered married to this person. Why? Because perhaps this person had a thought of tshuva, a thought of returning to Yiddishkeit. And if so, at that moment, if the person had a thought of returning returning to Torah and mitzvahs, then that means that they are a righteous person. Because the thought of doing teshuva, the thought of coming close to Hashem, could be that that person, therefore, has left aside all of their evil behavior and is resolved to do everything according to the Taita, and therefore, that's how they have to be viewed. Of course, maybe that person still has the keys in his pocket to the car. And therefore, maybe the person had thoughts of tshuva, but maybe has not really completed his tshuva. And therefore, you might think that this person still has a connection to evil. So on this, the Rebbe said that the person whose job it is to give a drasha in the shul, that is, the rabbi is supposed to speak in shul. So if he will really say words which come from his heart, inspiring words, words of taita, then certainly they will enter the heart of the listener. As we are told that devarim ayotzim in alev, echnasim elolev, that when we speak sincere words to another person, then certainly those words will be uh, accepted into the heart of the person we're speaking to, if they are sincere from us. And therefore, the conclusion is that even if the person did not complete their tshuva, nevertheless, whose fault is it? It's the fault, that is explaining, of the person who was supposed to give a 
speech in shul, which should inspire the congregants, inspire them to come closer to Hashem. And if they didn't come closer to Hashem, then he can hold himself responsible. After all, if the words leave our heart, if they are sincere words which we're addressing to another person, they will certainly have their effect. So we see from this story something that's very, very important. And that is that we are required to view every single Jewish person as a person who we assume is a kosher person. Even if it looks opposite, but we have to assume that this person is a kosher person. True, we may have seen this person committed of error only a few seconds ago, but perhaps the person had thoughts of teshuva, and therefore they could be considered according to halacha as even a complete tzaddik. And even if that person has not reached the level of complete tzaddik, but it's our responsibility to try to say words which come from our heart to inspire this person to come closer to Hashem. And if we do say such words which truly come from our heart, then the Torah promises they will enter the other person's heart. So this can really change completely how we view another person. That whenever we see a Jewish person, it's most important that we should view them in a positive light. Not to look at all at the possibility that they are, God forbid, chas v'shalom, uh, breaking toidah mitzvahs, but rather that the person is someone who has had thoughts of teshuva, that the person is a person who has a chazaka, an assumption of being a kosher Jew. And if there's anything left that's not completely the way it should be by that person, then let that be our responsibility, to try to inspire the person and to bring them closer to Taita Mitzvahs. Now, what's the connection between this and Mashiach? It's a very strong connection, because one of the ways that Mashiach will come is when every Jew does tshuva. So as the Rebbe explains, there's no question about it, that every single person has already had hirhure tshuva, at least thoughts of doing tshuva. And therefore, what's most important for us is to view a Jewish person in a positive light, and this will give us a successful way of helping the person to become closer to Torah mitzvahs. And this way, we will certainly bring Mashiach quicker. May it happen immediately. Now, we'd just like to point out one last uh, aspect of this story, and that is the way that I, that I happen to have heard the story. I was actually in the yeshiva tonight, Davening Meirev, and I'm not such a fast governor, and therefore, when the minion had already finished, I hadn't yet said Elenu. And at this point, my friend Rabbi Levin came over to me and said, could you possibly do me a favor and give me a ride home? He's visiting town from elsewhere. He didn't have a car. So I was actually thinking after saying Elenu of sitting down to learn because I had some learning which I wanted to get done. But I thought to myself at that moment, 
for some reason, the thought fell into my mind that the Baal Shem Tov said that any favor that we do for a person, for another Jewish person, even if it's a physical favor, so much more so a spiritual favor, is so precious that our soul could even come down to this world and live 70 or 80 years just to do that one favor. That our soul comes down to this world and lives 70, 80 years, hopefully much more than that. But the expression, as the Baal Shem Tov said it was, that our soul can come down to this world for 70, 80 years, even to do, even to do one Jew one favor, even a physical favor. So I thought to myself, okay, I'll do the Elenu later. I'll do the learning later. Let me do a favor for this yid. So I did him this favor, and on the way home, I asked him if he had a story to share with me from his shlichus. And this story that I just told before, this was a story he told me. And such a powerful story, it certainly can change my life. Hopefully it already has. It can certainly change your lives. Hopefully it already has. And it can certainly change the lives of people that you tell the story to. Such a powerful story of how to view another Jewish person can change so many lives and bring Mashiach. Especially as we know that even one good thought or one word or one action, which is a good one, can tip the scale and bring Mashiach immediately. So if so, so much more so, if many people now think differently about another Jewish person. And of course, therefore, they will speak differently. And of course, they will act differently. And this way, may Mashiach come immediately. And as we say in Cincinnati, immediately, if not sooner. Thank you for joining Jewish Stories and more.